Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 216-474-0092, as Jeff said. Um, I want to get to this uh, thought of what do you want the Browns offense to look like uh, moving forward when they, you know, they bring in the next offensive coordinator. If that makes a difference. I like I don't even know that the offensive coordinator matters. If Kevin Stefanski is your head coach, does the offensive coordinator matter? Is is Kevin drawing up the offense? I it feels that way, doesn't it? I thought it was really interesting. Really early in the show when Andrew Siciliano ran off read off the laundry list of former Rams offensive coordinators under Sean McVay who did not call plays. And did we ever hear any of them, you know, weren't doing their job or anything? You know, not that we ne- we never heard that about Alex Van Pelt, but McVay's calling all the plays. You ever hear, hey, you know, Matt LaFleur should be calling the plays. Kevin O'Connell should be calling all the plays. No, and as, as Andrew pointed out, they all got gigs. Yeah, no, they did. You're right. I just, when we talk about the offense next year, obviously it's it's Deshaun Watson, okay? So what does this offense need to look like next year? Why are you looking at me like I'm crazy? I'm not looking at you like you're crazy. Okay. I think you've posed a really good question. Okay. So it, it, it's Deshaun Watson, and what is this going to look like? And I'm going to preface everything by saying they better have a good backup quarterback because I still don't know what Deshaun's going to look like. Yeah. When the season starts, he's injured. We're assuming that he's okay. I'm Andy, I'm assuming he's okay. Guys heal up from shoulders stuff. But everybody's different. You never know. Just like every concussion right, is different. Let me, let me throw this one Everything out. heals differently. I want the offense to look like what it looked like when Nick Chubb was healthy and you had a healthy offensive line. Because I thought it was a really nice balance. You know, you, you knew you had the hammer in Nick Chubb. I don't think you have the hammer without him. I think you had to do running back by committee, which they did just fine until your offensive line was completely decimated. I want that offense with a little bit of Flacco mixed in. I thought they threw the ball downfield really well with Flacco. Now they went away from the running game. If you can get Deshaun to maybe play under center a little bit more to set up a little more play-action pass, set up some stuff for more downfield shots with that play-action pass, Mm -hmm. I think you might have something. Are are you describing week one, Jeff, with Deshaun Watson at the helm and Nick Chubb being able to run? And you had a healthy offensive line for the most part. Oh, I don't know if it's week one. It feels like it. Like everything you said made me think, okay, when did we have that? We had but, that but we a didn't little really, bit in the beginning of the Pittsburgh game. Yeah. We, we might not have gotten a great look at the offense, you know, in that game. You, you need more than one game. But but you know what I'm saying? The offense looked really sweet with Flacco throwing the ball downfield. But the running game wasn't quite as good. You still had the threat of play, you know, with play action, which helped set up the passing game a lot. And they had a couple of decent running games when Flacco was here. But the running game wasn't quite what it was. Flacco also wasn't sacked a lot. You know, especially when you think of the outside guys were not regular starters. They weren't even the second stringers. No, and so 
if if you can coach up Deshaun to maybe be under center a little bit more, use a little bit more play action, and get rid of the ball a little more quickly. You can't get sacked if you don't hang on to the ball. Not very often. No. And and take a look at what C.J. Stroud did. Boom. Decision. But don't we don't we want we want Lamar Jackson, right? Isn't that we want all of the great aspects of him to emulate? Who's become a better passer than you think he is? Yeah, I like I I can't wait to watch him play this week. See, I I I don't want Lamar Jackson. I don't want Deshaun running as much. You know why? I don't think Deshaun is quite as big and strong as Lamar Jackson. Lamar can absorb hits. Josh Allen can absorb hits. I don't want to see Deshaun Watson absorb hits. I just want to see a little more play action. I want to see a little more downfield passing. And I want to see that running game. Teams teams have had great success in the NFL recently by running the football and running it pretty well. You know, San Francisco is the poster child for that, but they're not alone. Kansas City runs it better than you think, I all- but they, they run a fleet of running backs at you. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Pacheco has been really good as the starter. Jarek McKinnon, they they use a bunch of guys. And if Nick's not going to be back at the beginning of the season, and I can't imagine that he would be, I would think you're going to add another running back. Maybe you just hang out to Kareem? Back. Can you hang out to Kareem for another year? I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't. Why wouldn't you? I mean, he did everything you asked him to do without complaining this year. He came back. I know he did. I don't think he was in football There's a reason they let him go in the first place. Yeah. And, I, don't, I don't know what that is. I'm hoping that those uh, those things may be cleared up to get him back next season. I, I mentioned this. I think it was. You want Pierre Strong back too, right? I like Pierre. I'd like I know to, you do. I'd like to see Pierre get some carries. I, I'm, in a, I'm going to the Jeff Phelps school on this just really quick. They have to get another wide receiver. They have to. Maybe, yep. maybe even two, Andy. Maybe two. I'll buy in. I, look, the only thing I know for sure is Amari Cooper. You, I could give or take. Amari's I, I, really good. I, I mean, I know that they they want to see more out of Cedric Tillman. They're not going to let him go because they drafted him. But and, and and Andy, he's intriguing. He is. I I love his build. I love his speed. I I, I want to see more out of him. But you you gotta if you're gonna have a, a quarterback that you're paying all this money to, you better give him some weapons. Got to give him weapons. Well, I want to see, especially if you're going to move away from your tight ends coach, what are you thinking at tight end now? Because David Njoku is your, basically your leading receiver. It's him and Amari. So there's your two receivers. Mm-hmm. But you need another wide receiver. And I don't know where they are with David Bell right now. You might be feeling better about the way he played in the last two games, even in the playoff game. And maybe that was an opportunity they just never gave to him, or maybe Joe Flacco was able to find him. You know what? You weren't you weren't here on Monday. We did some we did some wide receiver stuff where we were talking about this, and I, and I went through and I said the one thing that I that stuck with me about what we saw over the weekend was how Houston used a variety of of weapons, and, and they were even missing Tank Dell from injury, but how the Packers really used just a fleet of good young wide receivers. And But isn't that what Joe Flacco did here? It was seven, eight, nine receivers every game, maybe even up to ten different guys getting targeted. 
Yeah. Like that was a difference for Flacco than what we've seen all season. I I just still don't think our guys were overly impactful. I mean, just because you're catching a pass doesn't mean you're making a huge impact. And I I know that might sound counterproductive or counterintuitive, but okay, you caught a pass. That's a that's a nice gain, fine. And and you want to move the ball down the field. I want guys who can make plays, man. And the Packers just kept rolling out these guys who were making plays. Andy, the, the numbers we had were silly about about the wide receivers in Green Bay. I think Green Bay wide receivers had twenty seven touchdown catches this year. Twenty seven. And the Browns had ten. We have two guys that can make plays. Amari Cooper and David Njoku. And Nick Chubb when he was here. Yeah, when he can play. I'm saying throughout the season this year. Correct. Like I if we need a I big think, I like I wanted to see Marquise Goodwin make a big play. I want him to be a part of that. You know I wanted David Bell to be there. Um and Elijah Moore. I wanted all those guys, but like we never got it. Yeah. We sat and waited, and then finally when they bring Flacco in, you gotta throw the ball over forty times a game to get that kind of output on a big measure, but not the impact plays that we had talked about with Cooper and Ninjoku. Those guys are able to do that. I wonder about Kareem, and I I threw this out yesterday or the day before when when you were here. He averaged only three yards a carry. I I haven't done the, the digging to figure out exactly how many situations he was in where he was given the ball. Hey, it's third and one. You know, like, that's a, my, was my first thought when you said that. Yeah, I, I I have to think that that killed his rushing average because he was the guy they used in all of those short yardage situ- situations. And I just, I wonder what kind of burst Kareem has left. We saw some of it, you know, and I, I just, I get the feel, Andy, that they're going to go young at running back. They might draft another guy. Do they really like Jerome Ford? You know, Jerome had, Jerome had a couple of big plays. Do they think Jerome's the guy? Also, you're going to have a new running backs coach. I would guess you're going to get some input from the new running backs coach after he's looked at tape of these guys, after he's already seen, you know, what's, what, what he knows about the guys who are here already. And you're going to follow some of that input. And if, if he says, hey, I got Jerome Ford, I can coach him up. I want Kareem back. Boy, I... You didn't use Pierre Strong nearly enough, you know, if, if that's the way he were to feel. I would think that that might play into what happens at running back this offseason to some extent. Not a great extent. Andrew Barry's still going to make those calls. Yeah, it's funny because I'm just kind of looking at Kareem's carries per down. I, I, I got to double check this to make sure this is right before I start spitting it out on the air. But it um, it's interesting if this is correct, and we'll talk about that. Coming up here in a couple seconds too, because I, I like I'd like to see Kareem come back. I just the thing that I love about Kareem Hunt, you love because he's local, and you love because he tries hard. I mean, he plays well, it's not that, hard. It's that when you need one yard or you need two yards, he gets it. He falls forward all the time. He goes forward, and I I know it might sound super simple, and you'd be like, oh well, how many guys are trying to cut back or go a different way or miss the hole or do that? That's Kareem almost always falls forward. And that's the reason I like him. And whether they want to keep him as a third down back or or keep him at all. Like, I wonder what how the relationship grew and built as the season went on because obviously they weren't on good terms. He would have been here in the beginning of the season if they were. Okay? So now, flash forward, he's working out at, at Willoughby South, and they're like, oh, we're, I mean, we got to bring somebody in. We have to. Like, the, the Browns look desperate at that point. And Kareem was the perfect option for what they needed. We just, I just, 
They needed a back. He was here. He knew the system. And he knew it. And he gave but them what I think. they got rid of him beforehand. I, we can't ignore that. No, we can't. All right, so what do the Browns need on offense? What do you want to see the offense look like next year? I want to talk about that. We're also going to dive into the games this weekend, too, so I'm looking forward to that. The number, 216-474-0092. Baskin and Phelps, 92.3, the fan. Basically, the offense they rolled out this year, when you had Nick Chubb, you had that hammer of a running back, and Deshaun Watson was healthy, and you had an offensive line mixed in with some Joe Flacco stuff. In other words, throwing the ball downfield, maybe Deshaun being under center a little bit more. Maybe. Maybe you have to have a conversation with Deshaun. Hey, more play action sets it up for your passing game. Deshaun can throw the ball deep. Yeah, I just I want to see Deshaun make some decisions and where he can live to see the next play. And I think, he, yep, he needs to get rid of the ball a little bit more quickly. Yeah, there are just too many times where I'm watching. I'm like, uh, uh, okay, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. oh, wow, he avoided that. Oh, uh, oh no. Then we take the sack. Because at some point, your offensive line just – it can't hold as long as you want it to, especially when you're working with backups. So I, I mean, one, I, I, you know, I want to see a healthy offensive line. Two, I, I need to see another receiver. I need somebody else at wide receiver that can support the way Amari Cooper does. Um, and Amari's been special, so you wouldn't, know, I'm hoping for that. And then also, you know, you need you need Nick back. Wouldn't it be awesome? I think to bring in another wide receiver of the same. Similar caliber of Amari Cooper, yes, and I I wouldn't that's put it not past out our front of the office question. to get one too. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't. It's not out of the question. I mean, there you look around the league. There are teams that have you know looking since hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Maddie. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Well, T's a free agent. Wouldn't that be nice? That'd be great. What do you want this offense to look like next year? And that doesn't even count Tyler Boyd. Lenny. Yep. Lenny is in Cleveland. Hi, Lenny. Lenny. Hey. Hey, how you doing, guys? What's up, man? Uh, I think I think you guys are missing the boat here talking right. about wide receivers here. Okay. Um, we we need uh, two uh, new tackles. I mean, we we last six, eight games, we started with a guy who struggled last year. Uh, playing tackle. He struggled again when he was put in the right tackle. 
And then we picked up some guy uh, who was on a practice squad or got cut. Christian. And he became our left tackle. Lenny, what and we need are. There you saw. What there we you need saw are the, I'm, I'm the, cutting you off, Lenny. What we need are the tackles on the roster to be healthy. They had tackles. You know, that's not going to happen. What do you mean? What, why? Dewan Jones you, is uh, done? You, gotta, you need backups. You need backup guys who are quality. We didn't okay. have any. Nate, Nate, all right. All right, Lenny. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, look, right. Joe Flacco might think they were okay because he didn't get sacked very much. Hey, look. No, no team is going to go to their fourth and fifth tackles and be studs. It's just not going to happen. Sorry, Lenny. You know why? Somebody else is going to pay them. That's why. I mean, if you got, you know, Jack Conklin back. If if Conklin wants to keep playing football yeah. and he comes back, Jedrick Wills and Dewan Jones, you've got one too many starting tackles. All right, you might not like James Hudson. Sorry, James is James is competent. He's a backup tackle. Well, he is for now. That's what he should be next year too. Don't you? if you if if you He's, have those guys well, back. Well, here's the thing: um, Jaron Christian and James Hudson aren't even in the conversation for being starting tackles next year. So you you don't need tackles. You need the guys to heal up who were your tackles. You need help because then you have three of them. You start two. Let's go to Cleveland, Mike. Hi, Mike. Baskin Phelps. So up, when we t- when we talk about culture this year, and mm-hmm. every single game I watched, there was one part that I felt was missing. And okay. when we bring up wide receivers, he was a free agent all year. That gentleman, Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I don't know that Jarvis is what he was when he left here, only because time takes away some of those things and, and you get older. But I loved Jarvis when he was here. I thought he was a – Outstanding. Yeah, and I also thought that he was a um, uh, culture changer. He believed when he walked in the door, and we didn't hear a whole lot of that prior to him. So I was really happy when he got here, and I, I wish we had – I'm not saying I, – I think that the team played the way that, that he did with that kind of a culture this year. Like, they, they were – you know, uh, resilient. And I, I think that's one of the things that made Jarvis so special. I would have loved to have had Jarvis back here. I just don't know where he is physically in his career, Mike. That's and, and odd, Mike, that nobody picked him up. Yeah, that's that's kind of – Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, let's head out to Lake County. Tom think, is in odd, that, odd that nobody picked I him up. I thought it was too. Tom. Hey, guys. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I agree with you guys. We definitely need another wide receiver, obviously. Um, I mean, the other the other two guys, uh, uh, Bell and um, the guy we got from the Jets, was a very di- big disappointment Moore. this year. I thought. Um, but with all the different quarterbacks and everything, obviously there's 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 going to be um, there's going to be some of that going around anyway. But the Kareem Hunt, I mean, I would bring that guy back today. Um, he's probably a bargain. Nobody wanted him last year, and he we ended up signing him for what three four million dollars, like like a third of the way through the season or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would use him a little differently. I know we used him a lot as a, almost like an extra tackle, especially the last couple of games of the season when our linemen were going down left to right. But I would line him up like a, as a flanker, you know, when Chubb's in the ball game, and put him out like maybe like a, almost like an extra tight end or something, and have him run out through those, those little five yard out patterns or whatever, and, and, and get him the ball in the open because I think he's dangerous when he gets loose. I think he's kind of like Chubb a little bit. He's hard to get down once he gets into that secondary. I don't think nobody's really going to tackle him. I think he's he's off of the races. And remember, too, guys, he got a lot of touchdowns this year for somebody who didn't get a lot of carries. Yeah, nine, Every time we were in that red zone, he was big time for us. Well, it's interesting because I started looking through the numbers, nine regular season and then two in the playoff game. But, um, you know, he didn't really have 
any of those big runs. 16 yards was the longest all season. So yeah, I, but know. I think I think he would be better, Andy, if yeah. he was outside. Throw him the ball, not hand it to him. I, I don't disagree, Tom. I think him. you're right. I, I agree with that. I, I completely agree with that. I'd love to see him in that role where you know he kind of gets that little kick of energy when he hits the corner, and we've all seen that before. We know that's what kind of make little shake and bake move out there. Kareem's longest reception of the season was 13 yards. Tom, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I, I yeah. wonder. That that's the only thing I wonder. I don't know the answer to it. I wonder if he has the burst left that they're looking for out of the running back spot. And I, and I think that's where they're going to evaluate that like crazy. Andy, again, money might have been part of it, but there was some other reason, too, I would think, that they didn't bring him back because the organization's never been shy about spending money. He only had 411 yards on the ground all season. I, I It felt like he had more, didn't it? Because I think he had so many important runs. You know, how many first he downs? He scored a are... lot of touchdowns. That, I mean, there's – Seriously, what, what yards are great. What's it all about? Touchdowns. He was the guy who got Gene into the end zone. I, I would certainly bring Kareem back if I could, and you you made some kind of a financial, you know, you came to an agreement on a contract. But I I I honestly think he's going to have to compete for a spot, and the reason why I wonder if he has the burst left. I hope he does. I think he does. I love the guy. And if he shows he has the burst, he'd be my guy. But I, I don't know. He's 20. He'll be 29 years old at the beginning of training camp. I, I mean, he was pretty much good for three yards of carry, if that's what you're looking for, you know, in, in yeah, the but, situation but that he's in. You know, aren't, aren't you looking for – you're looking for weapons. And, again, I don't know the answer to this, but I wonder if they think Kareem can be a weapon. I mean, he was a perfect – I don't Perfect think I had to bring in when Nick got hurt. Yeah, I, but I think he is a they, they've made him into a niche running back, like only well, for three, four yards. What you, what, but, what but, you but, need. But Andy, the, the, the point here is this. Did they make him into a niche running back or is that what he is now? And I don't again, I don't feel like I don't he know was the that way when that. he first got here. But I felt like as Nick evolved, he they had to find something. And I don't know that he was thrilled with it at first. And then he embraced it this year because he was on the couch and they brought him in. Jim's in Strongville. Hi, Jim. Hey, Jim. Andy. Yes. Nobody, nobody else signed him. Right. That, I mean, no, nobody – they didn't make him a niche. Look, I love, I love Kareem Hunt as much as everybody else. I really do. If his name was Joe Smith from Kansas City, Missouri, we, we, you wouldn't feel this way about him. I, and I understand the hometown angle. I get, I get it. He gets us. He's one of us. Yeah, I'm not, Jim, I'm going to be honest with you. That's not my – MO on this. I've got a guy that can get me when I need two or three yards that's going to fall forward and get it for me. That's he's a guy. I don't care where he's from. That's where he's at. There's a lot of guys in the league. There's rookies that can come in the league. A lot of guys that can do this. I'm just saying when you're looking at his value, he was still available. Sure. Nobody had signed him. He might, he might not have ever gotten signed this year. Hey, Joe Flacco was available too. Right. I love, listen, I love Joe Flacco. Joe Fleck also threw like what 150 interceptions and 90 pick sixes. Look, I get it. his good overweight is bad, bad, but his his good overweight is bad. But let's not let's not shut. You know, we had a lot of turnovers with him. And this, so this idea about bringing him back. Look, it was lightning in a bottle. It was a dream. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. It's time to move on. All right, and Jim, and Jim, Jim thank you. that might be what they think with Kareem. Well, that's what he's saying. Yeah, but yeah. I, I know he was talking about Flacco, most importantly at the end there. Right. 
And it might be a situation where they just decide, okay. Maybe he's your guys, new offensive coordinator. These guys stepped in and did a really nice job. You ready so for that? That's what Flacco wants. I, be- I have five kids. I'm not playing anymore. I'm not going to make even a fraction of the money I used to. But I want to work those 16-hour days in Cleveland, Ohio. Well, maybe you can do it uh, at home. Maybe you can work from home. It's like being in the building. Let's not forget the Browns built a playoff contending team from home. Right? Did they not? They went to the playoffs two years ago and did a lot of stuff from home. Virtual practice. Greg is in North Oms- or North Ridgeville. Sorry, Greg. How are you, Greg? Oh, good. Andy, Joe, Jeff, first time calling in. Just oh, want to say thank you. love your guys' show. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate you. All right, so about your topic, this is what I would do. If I was in Berea in the front office right now, sitting down, what can we do? Defense is solid, the offense. I'm going to be honest. I would do everything in my power right now to get a hold of Derrick Henry. The reason why I say that is you got Nick Chubb still coming off an injury. Derrick Henry, a fresh place. Could you imagine that one-two punch? Uh, yeah, if you can cre- keep uh, Kareem Hunt, that'd be great. I do agree with, I believe it was Jeff saying, that we still need to get a high-priority wide receiver. Not a washed-up one, like, you know, that caller called in about Jarvis Landry. But, I mean, 17 games is a long season. I mean, to have De- Derrick Henry back there, too, oh, what a powerhouse that'd be on offense. Greg, that's been in the back of my mind for some time. He's a free agent. He's basically said goodbye to Tennessee. They're going in a different direction. They have Spears there now. Yes, I, I read I read something, best destination for Derrick Henry, Baltimore. I thought, oh, please, God, no. Don't do yeah, that. I that too. And, yeah, and I, I agree with you. I think Derrick Henry on a one-year, and he'd take it. Hey, Derrick, come on in here. We need a running back. Nick might be back this year. Be the man right. for us, would you please? Yeah, and even if, if Nick isn't fully back, I mean, that's just, you know, you can give him a few more weeks of rest or whatever to get acclimated back. I mean, coming off that significant injury, you know, you know, and again, you know, say if, God forbid, Nick went down again, at least you'd have Henry. I mean, the guy's a tank. I love the man Tennessee. I can only imagine him in a Browns uniform. Yep. Greg, thank you. Appreciate your phone call. All right, let's come back. All I right. want to look at some of these games coming up over the weekend um, and uh, how are you who are you rooting for? Like, I'm looking at some of these games, and I'm like, ah, Matt, maybe you tell me. You tell me. 216-474-0092. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.